Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. Today, we'll be discussing gratitude, what the yoga teachings tell us about it, and how gratitude can transform our lives and be a path to freedom. I'm joined today by founder and spiritual director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is the founder of this show, of the Yoga Hour. She's the spiritual director of it. She's a spiritual teacher, writer, poet, and also the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a Kriya Yoga Meditation Center with headquarters in San Jose, California. Yogacharya O'Brien teaches nationally and internationally and has received several community service awards, including the Mahatma Gandhi Award for the promotion of religious pluralism. She's the author of several books, including Living the Eternal Way, Bringing Spiritual Meaning and Practice for Daily Life. She's also offering an on-demand online course, Live the Eternal Way, which this book supplements. You can find out more about Yogacharya O'Brien, her many online classes, books, and videos at her websites, ellengraceobrien.com, and O'Brien, uh, it's B-R-I-A-N, ellengraceobrien.com, and also at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment website, csecenter.org. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm really delighted to have you join me on the podcast. Thanks so much, Dr. Trujillo, and my thanks always to the Yoga Hour team and to all of our subscribers um, for listening in and allowing us to have this conversation. So before we dive into our dialogue about the power of gratitude, let's begin, as we always do, as we mean to go on, let's begin with a, a yoga moment, a moment of contemplation. So let's start by just bringing our awareness to our bodies in space. Whatever we're doing, whether we're standing, sitting, walking, driving, just feeling our bodies in space and in particular, Paying attention to the surfaces that support our weight. And now bringing the attention to the breath and just noticing as you take a fully conscious breath on the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feeling the temperature of the air, the coolness as it enters the nostrils, and then the warmth as the air flows out. Then continuing to pay attention to our breath, just resting here right in this moment, right now. Here's something to contemplate, a teaching from Roy Eugene Davis, who was a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda and also Yogacharya O'Brien's guru. 
Acknowledging the good fortune, we now have peace of mind, which makes us receptive to the near and future good fortune that life can and will provide us. Acknowledging the good fortune, we now have peace of mind, which makes us receptive to the near and future good fortune that life can and will provide us. Oh. Once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, welcome back to the Yoga Hour. <clears throat> Here we are. We just began the month of November with Thanksgiving coming in just a few weeks. So it seems like a good time to talk about gratitude. And this was also the topic of a satsang talk that you recently offered on the power of gratefulness. So I'm grateful, let's talk about that, <laughs> that you're here, that we can talk about this and how gratitude relates to yoga, how the practice of gratitude can transform our lives. I also wanted to congratulate you on the 40th anniversary of your ordination by your teacher, Roy Eugene Davis. And I know that that 40th anniversary just recently passed. So from the perspective of gratitude, what thoughts do you have about your ordination and your 40 years now as a Kriya Yoga teacher from that perspective? I, I would say, I know I'm very grateful that you did that because I'm very grateful to have you as my teacher. Well, I'm really grateful as well for the opportunity to walk this path with you. It's, um, I, you know, when I think about the time I had with my teacher and the blessing of, of ordination in this Kriya Yoga tradition by him, um, I'm very, I was very aware at the time and I remain aware of what a precious opportunity it is, you know, in this lifetime to meet a spiritual master and to have a guru, to have the path lit before you, which is what the guru does, you know, offers you the teachings, offers you an example, gives you practices so you can experience it for yourself. You know, all, all of that is a very rare um, opportunity. Um, and I was thinking about that verse uh, from the Bhagavad Gita that I think it's uh, seventh, uh, seventh chapter. Um, and Krishna says, you know, to the disciple, right, to Arjuna, he says, to you, I shall explain in full this knowledge, along with realization, which Having been understood, nothing further remains to be known here in the world. Mm -hmm. And then that verse comes, which is one that we think, oh, dear. <laughs> and it's the one that says of the thousands of the thousands of people uh, that there are, you know, scarcely anyone strives for perfection. Scarcely anyone strives, you know, to awaken fully in this lifetime. And, um, you know, we can see that, you know, in our circles of friends and community and family, that it's not the agenda of many people, right? So 
of the thousands of people, scarcely anyone strives for perfection, even of the striving and the perfected, hardly anyone knows me in truth. So hardly anyone fully gets it. And so, you know, when you're a new disciple on the path, you know, you, there's this gratitude, you know, for the awesomeness of the gift, having found the guru, having found the path, feeling like your life is transformed. And then boom, there's this verse that says, hey, you know, it's rare. There's not many who seek for it. And of those who seek, um, hardly anyone really gets it. And so I remember, um, you know, coming up to that verse and thinking, oh, and then my guru saying, this is the good news. And I'm thinking, how can he say this is good news? You know, he was sort of perennially perennially grateful and positive. And he said, because it means if one person can get it, then it is possible for me. It is possible for you. And so, you know, he had that outlook of seeing into the highest possibility. And he held that, like, you know, to take that verse and instead of going down into the ditch of despair and saying, you know, it is not going to work for me. It hasn't worked for a lot of people. Therefore, it's not going to work for me. He said, no, if it worked for one person, it can work for you. And had that beautiful, um, uplifting attitude of gratitude. And of course, that's what we need to succeed. There's no point in uh, striving on the path if we don't feel that we can, um, you know, have the experience that we're seeking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So taking a step back and looking at <clears throat> the Kriya Yoga tradition, many, many spiritual traditions, in addition to yoga, do emphasize the importance of gratitude. But from the Kriya Yoga perspective, what does Kriya Yoga tell us about the benefits of cultivating gratitude? I was thinking about yoga and gratitude and, you know, there, I don't, I can't really think of any specific teachings that, you know, point to cultivating gratitude. You know, there is, of course, in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, um, the uh, Niyama on the critical importance of cultivating contentment, you know, which is, is really a cousin of gratitude. Right. And, um, and the reason for that is that this cultivation of contentment takes us to our experience of wholeness. Mm -hmm. It, it gets us out of the fragmented ordinary consciousness of being ego driven, you know, ego, the ego mind, the desire mind, the lower mind is always looking for something to fix. Because it's, it's postulated on the idea of a separate self. And so separate self is never whole by very by its very definition. And so you can notice that ongoing litany that ongoing trend of the ego-based identity which is always looking for something wrong something to fix something to add something to have something to enjoy something to be angry or resentful about so 
that's that's the push of the egoic self so that it can be the doer and the fixer but if you are simply grateful for the generous wholeness of life that um calms down and there's nothing for ego to do and so you know the practice of contentment is really about that you know mm -hmm. stopping the restless desire of wanting needing this or that and so gratitude uh, is really a skill you know for contentment um contentment practice but when i was thinking about yoga and the uh, gratefulness practice I was thinking, you know, it really touches the four basic uh, classic paths of yoga. You know, it there's something about the cultivation of gratitude in each one. So, you know, if we look at the path of Gyan Yoga, the wisdom path, we can say, you know, gratitude is is connected to this vision of insight into the nature of life and nature of reality and seeing how everything is interconnected and how everything is given. You know, it, when we're caught up in our false self, we have the idea of, you know, we do this and we do that, we get this, we get that. But with wisdom, we see that life, everyone and everything in life supports us all the time. And on our own, you know, we are nothing, we have nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, gratitude arises from seeing the profound interconnection of life and how we are supported you know, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the love that comes to us, it's all there. And, you know, we didn't earn it. It's just, you know, part of this expression of really divine love. So, you know, with wisdom, with insight, direct perception, we, we can see that's the nature of life. And the, and the natural response to that is gratitude right. for that you know, and respect and humility. So, so there's wisdom yoga. And then, you know, it seems that gratitude is a natural response of the heart um, that is very akin to bhakti yoga, right? To the yoga of love and devotion. It, it's just devotion for God. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> for this life, you know yeah for for the grace that that permeates uh, our life and for nature's profound abundance um and you know karma yoga we recognize that the opportunity to serve you know to to serve really what karma yoga is um is a gift to us it's it's not to serve others in a sense, it's to serve ourselves. You know, my, my guru used to say, you know, that we're so grateful for, for those who in a sense, give us the privilege to serve because service is a vehicle for our own awakening. It's, you know, the opportunity to be engaged in service is the way that, you know, the, it's the sand in the, in the oyster that, 
you know, helps us see where our um, attachments are and the ways that we need to grow. So, um, <clears throat> you know, gratitude is a natural response for being able to serve. I mean, imagine not being able to serve. It would be a horrible life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, Raja Yoga, of course, um, having a, having a path, <laughs> having a step-by-step -step path that has been laid out through the ages that, you know, natural response there is gratitude. And, mm. and there, you know, we have the, the cultivation of, of contentment. Mm. So it's, it's there in all the yogas. Oh, that's so great. And I was actually going to ask you, one of the questions I was going to ask you is about the, what we chose to title this episode, which is how is gratefulness a path to freedom. And you just gave four examples <laughs> of, how, of how gratefulness is a path to freedom. So did you want to add anything else that you, you actually answered it before I could ask it? Wow. Um, well, you know, freedom, the liberation of, of consciousness is the goal of the Kriya Yoga path and of all the yogas, um, which really, you know, has to do with getting out of that, uh, ego-based identity and, um, you know, and, and I think, yes, you know, we were looking at it, you know, just now, as I mentioned, through the lens of the classical forms of yoga, but I, I, I guess I would just add to that, that, that the practice of gratefulness provides uh, liberation, I think, in the moment and in the long run, both. It has that benefit to it, you know, because it helps us change our mind. Um, you know, uh, we were chatting a bit, you know, before the program started and, and I was sharing with you, one of the things I have observed is in terms of gratefulness or our practice of gratitude, um, over the years, you know, I've seen people in many, many, you know, trying situations, you know, whether it's a challenge at work or um, health challenge, uh, challenge with family, that when the challenge is very grave, um, gratitude, you know, for those on the path, for those who are awake, um, gratitude becomes a very natural response to that situation, which surprised me initially to see that, you know, when, when people were faced with a, a you know, say a, a difficult uh, diagnosis, you know, uh, health challenge. And, and then instead of focusing on the challenge, they would say, I'm so grateful, you know, for all the support that I have and, you know, for the path that is allowing me to meet this challenge, you know, and, you know, it's not that they don't fall from that, but the, but the first thing that I've observed, uh, you know, disciples on this path is that's where they go. They go to this expanded <clears throat> sense of, uh, I am so grateful for the ways that I am being supported during this challenge. Mm -hmm. And and the, the flip side of that is that it seems to me that the, for, for devotees on the path, the challenge with gratitude is to have it every day, all the time in ordinary situations, you know, that we, 
we kind of readily give away our peace and our clear perspective in the everyday annoyances of life. You know, we just get distracted, we get off course, you know, by, by what, you know, the computer doesn't work or, you know, the classic somebody is driving poorly and cuts us off in traffic and, you know, all those, those petty, those so many petty annoyances um, in which we give away our peace by um, giving away our gratitude. So I find that an interesting contrast and perhaps it can be a teacher for us. You know, why wait <laughs> until you have a really difficult challenge, you know, to be, to be grateful for life. Right, right, that's great. As I mentioned, recently you offered a satsang talk on the power of gratefulness. And we're gonna put a link on our website, theyogahour.com, so that people can find that that uh, talk. It's also on your website, your author website, ellengraceobrien.com. Um, would you say a little bit more about that, which you've kind of touched on already, the power of gratefulness, the power of gratefulness? Well, it is the power that we have to change our mind, you know, to see clearly, to slow down. Um, and perhaps it becomes more apparent, you know, for those who have a meditation practice, you know, who begin to observe the mental processes. Um, because one of the skills that we need is the power to be able to redirect our attention. And so gratitude as a practice is, is, um, is like a mantra, you know, for purifying the mind, you know, it's a skill to be able to change your mind in any given moment, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's something we like or something we don't like, um, to be able to cultivate uh, gratitude, you know, thankfulness for uh, what is given. It, it, you know, it helps us develop um, equanimity, this evenness of mind that is so essential for living a, an awakened life. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the scriptures say, you know, mind, you know, can be our friend or it can be our enemy. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to have our mind as a friend, then we have to cultivate a friendly mind. Yes, yes, yeah. I think you even mentioned this already, but I've noticed and I was thinking about in preparation for this conversation about there's a way in which gratitude, the practice of gratitude really pulls you in to the present moment. It really is, it's a, it's a present moment practice to me. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned, I think, something about gratitude quieting the mind which is part of that same process, right? We're, we're right where we are when we are being grateful. Mm -hmm. Do you say more about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that. It, you know, it, it, it certainly makes us stop, which is, is helpful, you know, and I'm thinking of it as interrupting the momentum of samskaras, you know, interrupting the, um, momentum of desire you know i want it this way and it's that way and so on 
um, there is in the cultivation of gratitude. So there is that stopping of the momentum of uh, the mind, <laughs> you know, going yeah. after desire, going after this or that. There is a mental process, however, that takes place, I think, where we're contemplating, you know, what it is, you know, how to pull, how to create a more um, sattvic, um, you know, a more uplifting mindset. So there is some thought activity that's going on, you know, which is not, you know, completely a present moment experience, but it, it does, I think, um, help us stop that momentum of uh, negative uh, ego-based samskara uh, unfolding, you know? So I think it does bring us, it, it stops that and brings us into that present moment awareness, but then, you know, it requires a mental process of thinking about, you know, what it is that we can then, you know, lift up. So I would say it's, it's about creating a, a more luminous mind, you know, um, not restless, not desiring, a contented, contented mind state. Mm -hmm. Oh, lovely, lovely description. Um, there is a quote that I am particularly fond of in the Isha Upanishad, which goes, um, this is the Eknath Eswaran translation. All this is full, all that is full. From fullness, fullness comes. When fullness is taken from fullness, fullness still remains. Which I, I just think that is just so deep and so lovely. And it seemed to relate to our topic of gratitude. So yeah. would you say more about this quote and what it brings to your mind? Yeah. I really love that mantra also. That's, it's one of the Shanti mantras uh, from the Vedas, uh, which is a peace mantra. And so just hearing that mantra, certainly chanting that mantra brings peace yeah. because it brings awareness of our essential nature as whole and complete. And, and that are, and then it, it says, you know, that reality is whole and complete. And this expression of that reality is also whole and complete. There is no um, separation um, between that. So it, it reminds us of our own wholeness, our own completeness, and the opportunity that we have, you know, to live there. Um, I was thinking of sharing a poem with you this morning. Um, it's sort of related to this. Um, Right. And what comes, you know, from this, in a sense, awareness of what the Shanti Mantra is teaching. <clears throat> this poem is from my book, uh, The Moon Reminded Me, book of poems, spiritual poems. This one is called Lark Singing Through the Night. Mm. And it begins with the line, I've given up the ledger and remain hopelessly in debt. Mm. Every time I say thank you, a new gift appears at my door. So, you know, this is my experience of, you know, before coming to the path, I was really caught up in, 
that mindset of not enough, not enough, you know, life wasn't enough. This, this wasn't enough. And of course, you know, what we're saying when we're always of that critical mindset is that we're not enough. That's the experience that we're having. And so there's this, from the egoic mind, there's this kind of ledger thing that happens. You know, I gave this person that, you know, I gave that much love. I gave that much money. I gave that much time. I expect that much love, that much money, that much time, you know, to come back to me. Um, And that's a horrible, horrible way to live. (laughs) Life life doesn't work like that. Life does have a karmic ledger, but (laughs) it's, it, it doesn't work the way that we think at that level. And so for me, this was that realization of getting out of that um, life owes me something and seeing that life has given me everything. And that uh, when we're in that mindset that we've been given everything, which is kind of where we began the program, you know, uh, with, you know, wisdom yoga, we see the interconnectedness of all life, how our very life, how the, the elements of our body are possible, you know, through nature. And, you know, we've been given everything. And so once we start to notice everything that we've been given, everything that we are given, it, it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. That gratitude multiplied by gratitude, you can't you can't affirm it. Um, you can't stop affirming it because it doesn't stop coming once you start seeing it. You know, you, you had that beautiful quote that you read from my teacher before the meditation, which really, you know, pinpoints that. Like, just be grateful now for the good that you have and the future good that's going to come to you. And that's the way it works. So I've given up the ledger remain hopelessly in debt. Every time I say thank you, a new gift appears at my door. Your love has cured me of the madness that imagines I am generous. Mm. Now I know I am a spring overflowing, a lark singing through the night, and yes, the full moon shining, a brilliant borrowed light. So it's really, yeah, it's really about letting go of that sense of the small self as the center of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) I love that beginning about the ledger. I've given up and remain hopelessly in debt. That's beautiful. Let's take a moment and just uh, remind listeners, I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the Yoga Hour. And today I'm here with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, founder and spiritual director of the Yoga Hour, as well as founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which is the sponsor of our program. You can find out more about Yogacharya O'Brien's many books, teaching Mm -hmm. programs, Uh, online courses. You can read her blog posts and watch teaching videos at her author website, Ellen Grace O'Brien, O-B-R-I-A-N.com, Ellen Grace O'Brien.com, and also at csecenter.org. Those links will be on our website at theyogahour.com. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us via that website, theyogahour.com, where you can also sign up for our mailing list. Yogacharya, I wanted to start this second 
part of the show with something that you shared in that recent satsang talk that we talked about. Um, you said, life is infused with divine grace and beauty. It is always, forever, as far as I can see, trying to show us that, that beauty, that grace. We see it when we look upon life with gratitude. Then we are free to see it. Which, in a way, it's what we've been talking about so far. Did you have anything to add? Yeah, it is really, uh, that was kind of that topic of the poem, wasn't it? You yeah, know? yeah. And it is, um, when we look at gratitude, you know, uh, as a practice, it's a shift out of, you know, what we could call a narrow mind that is focused on our desires, you know, what we want, what we feel we need. Um, it's a shift out of that uh, egoic a narrow mind and what it wants, its attractions and aversions to an expansive mind that is open to possibility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we're um, caught up in that narrow mind of what we want, what we like, what we don't like, what we want, or we don't want, when we're caught up in that, um, it's hard for us to see the beauty of life and what is actually being provided for us, you know, in, in the moment, you know, it's hard for us to see um, the, the grace that is there, the support that is there because we're too caught up, you know, in what we, what we want and what we think, you know, right. that we should have. So um, it's really, you know, practice of non-attachment you know, and opening ourselves to, to a larger, a larger vision. Um, there was another poem. Oh, I, I, I may have read this um, at the satsang. Um, this is by Galib, a mystic poet. And it starts off. This world is nothing more than beauty's chance to show herself. This world is nothing more than beauty's chance to show herself, you know, so consciousness, divine love, in expression, you know, showing itself, <laughs> expressing itself. And then he asks, and what are we? And the response, nothing more than beauty's chance to see herself. Mm. And I really love this poem. <laughs> I really love this poem. Yeah. For if beauty were not seeking herself, we would not exist. Mm. So, you know, as expressions of that one reality, you know, we're here really to experience this world and to find freedom in it to experience it and find freedom in it, you know, the, ooh, those um, reflections on, you know, creation, you know, why, why, why does this one reality that's unmoving and unchanging, why does it express? Um, and I kind of like the theory that just this, you know, that it expresses in order to know itself um, because, 
when there's only one, you know, there's only that consciousness beingness, there is no reflection of its potentiality of itself. So this whole life experience, this whole life expression is the one um, love expressing itself, coming to know itself. And um, that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it is. I agree. We've kind of touched on this peripherally, but in the, in the book, in your book, The Jewel of Abundance, you write, what comes first, gratitude or grace? They seem to arise together. And I think we've been talking a bit without naming it. We've been talking a bit about that grace. So what comes first, gratitude or grace? They seem to arise together. What would, what would you like to share about that? I don't know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're related. And I think that sometimes one and sometimes the other comes Mm. first, you know, so when, when we live with a grateful heart and a grateful mind, we're more attuned to the presence of divine grace. And so we have a grateful heart we have a grateful mind you know we see the supportive influence of divine grace in our life Mm -hmm. however you know maybe we don't have a grateful heart and grateful mind but you know we find ourselves you know un unexplainably you know uh, in an unearned way you know, given a gift, you know, a gift of healing, gift of love, gift of blessing, and the natural response to something we know that was beyond us to create, you know, is gratitude. I mean, that's one of the ways that I think we can, you know, distinguish between, um, you know, our feelings of accomplishment in life, you know, when it, when things come through our efforts, you know, we feel a sense of, uh, relief (laughs) and um yeah i think i think relief like you know and and thankfulness about it but when things come from grace that that gratitude is tinged with awe you know we don't feel awe at our own accomplishments we feel like i did it i worked hard (laughs) and but when when it's obvious to us that the supportive influence of life has made something possible. And of course it's true on every level, but we're not always aware of that. But when we are, then that gratitude that we feel is, is an opening to awe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a great description. I was going to share with you this uh, thing that happened. So <clears throat> as you know, I was recently on a, on a cruise, European cruise with my husband. And unfortunately we both got COVID and we were confined to our cabin and I think it was maybe the second day or so of our, you know, of our, you know, confinement, you know, not being able to do many of the things that we had been looking forward, you know, to doing, but we were out on our little, you know, balcony area and um, looking out at the water. And I think if we hadn't uh, been confined to our cabin, we wouldn't have been there, you know, at that moment. And uh, my husband was looking, you know, over, we were, you know, the boat was moving from one port to the next. And he said, look, you know, there's a dolphins. And so I looked, um, you know, 
I was trying to to get a uh, a video. You know, once I saw them, I was like, oh, I gotta get a you know, gotta get a picture of this. And then um, I turned my camera just as three dolphins together jumped out of the water mm-hmm. and came back down. And then in the like just right beyond them, one dolphin came up and it jumped once, mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm three times, which I've never seen. I mean, it was all together. And I thought it was just what you said. I mean, it was this gratefulness of, you know, there's divine grace. I mean, yes, here's all these things that we can't do, but here's something that I never would have seen. And it was, you know, awe-inspiring really to see something like that, something so unexpected. Yeah, lovely. It's lovely. I'm I'm sorry that that happened and, um, yeah and and you can see just how gratitude i'm sure made you feel better in that moment <laughs> oh yeah 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 and then of course the other thing about it was the self study practices that we have you know in yoga were so helpful because you see well i can be miserable about miserable about this and very disappointed but how, who does that help i mean you know, it's like totally beyond my control um there's nothing that we can do about it it's just that's just the way it is and uh I, I'm not going to make myself happy. I'm not going to make my husband happier if I'm sitting here, you know, all glum about it, you know. So anyway, it was it was actually we had a lovely trip, even though it was not the trip that we originally thought we were going to have. And I think uh, I'm grateful that even at this point, which we've only been home about a little over a week, I can uh, we've already laughed about it quite a bit. <laughs> about about how this happened to us anyway and i'm sure gratitude that that you're healthy now yes how covid went for so many people and um, you know making it through there's a lot of gratitude with that but um you know one of the things you just touched on of course is something uh, i mentioned earlier in the program which is if you want to take up a gratitude practice, you know, one of the things to notice is it changes your experience in the moment, but it also changes the trajectory of your karma. So just, you know, as you mentioned with your example, you know, you had a choice, you know, you, you could have been, you know, complaining and, you know, you know, why did this happen to us? And, you, you know, this is miserable. We can't get out and, you know, whatever else the, the mind could have done with it. So it would have ruined the moment and right. made you feel worse and perhaps even impacted your healing. Um, but it also would have been contagious <laughs> in terms of your, your relationship. It, it, it would have soured the experience that you had together in that moment and going forward. So, um, you know, it's kind of a lovely example of, you know, how gratitude and what you could cultivate in that difficult situation, you know, redeemed you in that moment, but also going forward, it changed the trajectory of where that could have taken you. You you know, you were on a cruise and you decided where the cruise was going to go. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that even touches on how we can laugh about it even now, even, you know, not that long afterwards, after something that felt very unfortunate at the time, but now it's just, it's almost comical, like, Mm -hmm. you know, how how it happened. And anyway, Um, so let's talk about that. Um, Gratitude is a simple, is simple, but it's not always easy. So 
is there is there a simple practice that you can recommend that can support us in cultivating more gratitude in our lives? I think one of the best practices and really one of the most simple um, and one of the most profound because it has to do with waking up consciously every day. But, you know, before you get out of bed in the morning to have your prayer be a prayer of gratitude, like, you know, wow, <laughs> wow, you know, here I am and I have another day, I have another day, you know, another day to love, another day to live, another day to practice, another day to be grateful for this life. So, you know, before we even get out of bed, you know, it's like waking up is the opportunity to be grateful. So with that prayer, you know, to begin the day, and I think the prayer to end the day, like just, you know, being thankful for everything that was given, which isn't just like all the stuff I wanted. It was all the opportunities that I was given uh, in this, in this day. So it's sort of, um, you know, you can start the day with love and gratitude, and you can end the day with love and gratitude. And then of course, you practice, you know, throughout the day. But I think as beginning of the day and end of the day practices, um, those are really quite helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Um, the uh, opportunities, as you mentioned, to practice gratitude are abundant in our, you know, in our, <laughs> in our daily life. And there was something when I was saying it, you know, for me, gratitude pulls us into the present moment. What I think I meant is it pulls us out of our expectations of how things would be different. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, you know, in traffic or, you know, someone is doing something that we don't, you know, appreciate or approve of, um, it's so easy to get caught up in that as we know the mind really you know, whirls on that kind of stuff can, you can spend quite a bit of time (laughs) in that, you know, in that moment. And, um, and so the practice of gratitude of looking for something instead to be grateful for in in that moment um, is much more of a present moment experience than that whirling of your mind about how you wish things weren't the way that they were. And, you know, our, our spiritual practice, our spiritual path is, is really, um, an opportunity to take a larger perspective in life, you know, to see life, you know, not so much with the narrow mind of our desires and expectations, but to step back and, you know, be aware of what am I here for? Who am I? What am I doing? You know, what is the purpose of being here? What's the purpose of doing what I'm doing? What's the purpose of saying what I'm saying? What is my intention? You know, so all of that, that comes into play. And, you know, I think about His Holiness of Dalai Lama saying, you know, to think about like, like who benefits you more, you know, a friend or an enemy. (laughs) you know, if you, if you think of the purpose of you being here, you know, to wake up fully and to find liberation, you know, I mean, both are beneficial. I think, you know, friends, of course, are a great support on the path and really important to us, but friends will, will oftentimes, you know, agree with us, you know, they have the same political views as us. They, they have the same spiritual path, you know, we're, we're likely to be in that 
comradeship of, you know, mutual admiration society with our friends. Um, but somebody we don't like, you know, um, somebody that rubs us the wrong way um, causes us to have to call upon, upon deeper strengths, you know, within us to, to meet that uh, situation. And so we can be grateful, you know, even for those that we don't like um, and, you know, who have, who have challenged us. And, you know, hindsight is always a great uh, thing for us. We can look back in our life and we can see how much we have grown from situations and people that um, we really didn't want to encounter. But, but oftentimes they have been a great impetus, you know, for our growth, um, for our, um, the turning to the path, you know, for our commitment to uh, be stronger and to learn, to cultivate wisdom, compassion, all those things, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Unbelievably, <clears throat> we've come to the last question, which we always like to ask in closing, what words of inspiration or encouragement would you like to leave with our listeners? I would say, you know, don't wait to practice gratitude. We, we, were, we were talking about how when life is deeply challenging, you know, devotees on the path really quickly turn to gratitude, you know, feeling like how wonderful that I'm supported, how wonderful that I'm loved, you know, that um, I have, you know, whatever I have. Um, but I think every day, you know, we have that, that opportunity and we, we can refuse, you know, to let the small annoyances of life take away our peace. You know? And um, just commit yourself to being that one in a thousand, you know, who seeks and finds and know it's possible for you. Lovely. You've been listening to the Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, producer and host of the show. My guest today has been Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. You can find out more about Yogacharya at her websites, ellengraceobrien.com and csecenter.org, where there are many resources to learn more and to study with Yogacharya. We'll have a link to those websites on our website, theyogahour.com. I did want to mention Yogacharya O'Brien is offering a retreat, a Live the Eternal Way retreat, which begins <clears throat> excuse me, on Thursday evening, November 10th, through Saturday afternoon, November 12th, 2022. This retreat is offered both online and in person at the main headquarters of CSE in San Jose. You can register at csecenter.org, where you'll see the program listed at the bottom of the homepage. So check that out, the Live the Eternal Way retreat. Thank you so much, Yogacharya, for joining me today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. It's been a joy, as always, to see you and be with you. And I'm glad you're back and you're healthy. And um, my thanks to the Yoga Hour team 
And again, to all of our subscribers and listeners, it's a joy um, just to have this conversation about gratitude. I'm grateful. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Thank you. For listeners, we hope you'll join us for the many online programs offered by Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which include daily online meditation in the morning, that's from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. in the afternoon, from 4 to 4.30 p.m., and also Monday evenings at 7.30 p.m. All those times are Pacific time. We also offer a Sunday satsang. Satsang means a gathering of truth seekers, and that occurs every week at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can find out all more about all of those programs at csecenter.org. You can join me next time on the Yoga Hour when my guest will be Stephen Cope. In the 25th anniversary edition of Yoga Journal, Stephen Cope was named one of the most influential thinkers, writers, and teachers on the current American yoga scene. I'm so glad I'll be able to talk with Stephen, and we will be discussing his new book, Live, sorry, uh, How to Find Your Life Purpose Even in Difficult Times. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. Remember, you can subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show, talk about it with a friend. We'd appreciate it. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team. My guest, founder and spiritual director, Yogacharya and Grace O'Brien, as well as the assistant producers, Anne Hayes, Mickey Coronado, and Christine Soat. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Bye. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.